0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Ariel. Just a heads up, today's episode covers cases of alleged sex trafficking. Here's the show.
1: So a few years ago, 22 women sued this company called A San Diego-based porn production company saying they were lied to and tricked into doing adult videos and then exposed on social media. They were alleging that the people running the company had coerced them into flying out to San Diego and having sex on camera, that they didn't agree to having spread all over the internet. The women's attorney said these victims were vulnerable and young, falling for an elaborate scheme concocted by Michael Pratt, Andre Garcia, Matthew Wolf. We noticed that this was becoming a big thing in San Diego because the trial went to court in 2019. Several plaintiffs who have appeared in the videos have already
0: testified as well as former employees, including one of the videographers who admitted to lying to the women before and after the shoots.
1: And then we started noticing that a lot of what was being spread and a lot of the reason that these women's lives were turned upside down and ruined was because the videos were being spread on Pornhub. Pornhub is definitely, I would say, the most well-known porn site in the world. It's the first thing that comes up when you Google a lot of porn things. It's the first thing that came up with these women in this trial we're going to talk about today. And that's when we started asking, what is Pornhub doing to help people in this situation and prevent this from happening to anyone else and kind of mitigate the harms that have already been done to these women? Today on the show, what the Girls Do Porn case
0: reveals about content moderation on Pornhub. This is Reset. Samantha Cole, senior staff writer for Vice's Motherboard. Nice to have you back on the show. Great to be here. Last year, you started to report on a court case against one of Pornhub's most popular channels called Girls Do Porn. What was the case
1: about? So that case was started a couple years ago. 22 women were suing this porn production company called Girls Do Porn. Their stories were all pretty much the same exact thing happening over and over. Girls Do Porn would put out these casting calls on Craigslist and say, we're looking for people who want to get their start in modeling. You know, the pictures that they showed were women in lingerie or in bikinis. So these young women who were usually like, 18, 20 years old, and one of them showed her, like, 18th birthday happening on one of the videos. They were totally new to this. They were in college. They were strapped for cash. This was an opportunity to break into something that seemed like easy, fast money and wasn't bad. I did believe that I was clicking on a modeling ad um, would be the reason why I clicked on it in the first place.
0: By the way, these recordings are from an investigative podcast called Insight from NBC7 News in San Diego. And you can really hear how Girls Do Porn took advantage of these women.
1: I was in a financial hard time at the point, And I actually needed, I just got a DUI. And so I had to pay off my lawyers and my car. So I was kind of in a tough spot. You know, it was just modeling. So okay. that was kind of how they got into this.
0: And so once they show up to a gig, what happens?
1: Well, before they even show up, they were um, told, you know, this might involve some nude modeling. So they would fly them to San Diego to a hotel room. And then once they got there, you know, they're in a new state. They're far away. Their parents don't know that they're doing this. A lot of their friends don't know because they haven't really talked about it to anyone because they're not really sure what's going to happen. And they get in the room And the producers hand them a bunch of papers and say, here, quick, sign these. Do you want a shot? Do you want a hit? We smoked and we drank from the second we got to the condo. While they're saying, read all this complicated legalese and sign it. So they do. And then here comes a guy and they say, you know, we're going to shoot a sex scene. And at that point, it's like they're locked in this room. In a few of the cases, they, they're being told they couldn't leave. They said, I want to go, and a door was shut and a chair was put in front of it. Like, the option was gone to exit the room until they had sex with these people or with this specific man for hours.
0: These documents that they sign before they end up shooting these scenes— What do those documents say, and what do they think they're signing?
1: They think they're signing just kind of, like, release forms. Like, they don't really know anything about the industry or, like, any kind of production contract work. It's something that they're completely unaware of, and it's also in complicated legalese. So it's like a bot wrote it. I've read some of these contracts, and it's it's complicated. It doesn't make any sense. It's barely English. And they think they're signing something that guarantees that they won't have their videos spread on the internet. They're told several times, don't worry about it. Your friends and family will never see this. It's not a big deal because it'll all be on DVDs sold to private collectors in New Zealand and Australia, like around the world. They told me multiple times, what are the odds someone you know is going to walk into that one DVD store and choose that one DVD that you're on?
0: From the interview clips, it sounds like they were told this a lot, even though it was a lie. Right. It's only going to be released on DVDs and in another country that Mm -hmm. is extremely far away from the U.S.
1: Right. Yeah. And to someone who's listening to this, that probably seems really naive. Um, But we're talking about, you know, college students. We're talking about 18-year-olds who aren't, like, heavy consumers of porn on the Internet, probably. They don't know what it is to have your stuff spread around all over the Internet like that, even if it is on a DVD. So they were assured that no one would ever see this stuff, and that's why they did it. And they were given some cash, and they thought that was it. So what happened to the videos? Well, the videos were posted online almost immediately. Girls Do Porn had a Pornhub channel where it was like their official channel, and they were posting the official videos. Um, They had a few accounts on a couple other sites. They had their own independent website where they were selling subscriptions. And then from there, it just... Exponentially exploded because people were ripping those off. So, however many hundreds of videos girls do porn actually had, there were thousands more on places like Pornhub and free tube sites where people can just kind of upload whatever. Um, so it spread around the internet because people were copying them. How exactly did this impact the women in these videos? These women started getting docs. They started um, having their identities revealed by people in their communities and at school, and people were posting their names in the comments, and then people could kind of look up people that way. I mean, several of them had to move. They dropped out of school. A couple of them had thoughts of suicide. I was mortified. I was scared. I was very fearful. It was a devastating feeling. I felt like I was lied to. I felt like I was definitely taken advantage of. I felt stupid, even though I know it wasn't my fault for falling for something that was so well put together.
0: You can really tell from the interview that this this was really difficult for them.
1: Right. It was really, really bad, and it still is very bad for a few of them. You spoke to some of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few of them who contacted us uh, because they had never heard of this lawsuit um, before this reporting, they contacted me and said, you know, that was me too. Uh, That was also my story. And, you know, families disowned them. Boyfriends became abusive. It ruined a lot of lives. And
0: to be clear, how popular are Girls Do Porn videos on Pornhub? Like in terms of views, like what's the scale here?
1: Uh, millions, like millions and millions of views per video. And that's just the official, like the official ones. Even the unofficial ones have thousands and thousands of views each. And how important was this channel to Pornhub? On Pornhub, you can do a premium subscription mm-hmm. and that gets you like premium content. They have a few studios that they use to kind of advertise and tease. Like if you if you sign up for premium, then you'll get premium content from these channels. And girls to porn was one of them. So girls to porn was displayed on their like premium subscription service like the big logo. It was like, if you sign up, maybe you'll get more Girls Do Porn stuff. Why do you think these videos are so popular? I think in part they're popular because there's a fantasy about being new to porn. It's that whole like casting couch fantasy. People want to see someone who's never done it before. And like, you know, it's a very like innocent thing where they're in front of the camera like, oh, it's my first time on camera. So that's a whole genre. And that's like not, it's not a harmful genre in itself there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's consensual as long as it's consensual yeah um with this this is a huge outlier in the industry it's like this isn't normal for any studio this is not really I mean it's not a studio it's a crime operation so yeah I think in part that's that's a big part of it people seek it out because they want to see what new fresh face is going to be on and people watching it you know I've talked to friends who say you know I thought that this was like just another like acting thing or like maybe they were going to get into the industry and this was their first time.
0: Mm.
1: I think also it was popular because of the way they spread Pornhub has an algorithm just like every other social media website and website on the internet has an algorithm um where it kind of feeds what you want to see. So if you watch one girl's do porn video, it's going to show you 10 more in the recommendations. Mm. And that's still happening like If you find a Girls Do Porn video on Pornhub, it'll show you 10 more. So partially because it was a doxing situation and it was they were going viral because people were sharing it around schools. That kind of fed that algorithm and made them more popular.
0: This problem that you're describing, what happened with Girls Do Porn, is this a problem with porn generally or is this about Pornhub?
1: It's definitely not a problem with porn generally. Um, There's a lot of really good quality porn out there and there are a lot of people doing porn and doing sex work consensually and there are people who work and use Pornhub as a platform to boost their content it's just the way that Pornhub works enabled these guys to take advantage of how Pornhub works to then create their content make it more viral and make way more money off of it than they might have been able to just from a standalone site okay so
0: what happened with the lawsuit uh, well, they
1: they won, and now a judge has
0: ordered the website titled girlsdoporn dot com to pay twelve point eight million dollars to a group of twenty two women who, according to the court, were deceived into doing an adult film under false pretenses
1: in October, the FBI charged Michael Pratt and everyone else who was running Girls New Porn with sex trafficking crimes. And at that point, PornHub removed the Girls Do Porn official channel. And the official website came down. And that was kind of when Pornhub started to actually take serious action against um, what was on their platform when it came to Girls Do Porn, was you know when the feds got involved. They also stopped promoting the content as like top shelf premium stuff. But, you know, even though that channel is gone and the website is down, That doesn't mean the content is gone, it's definitely everywhere still because people already have it, it's already out there, it's spreading. And it's spreading wildly on places like Pornhub. And the systems Pornhub has in place to stop it are not good enough. After the break,
0: Samantha walks me through the systems that Pornhub has in place to take down videos like these. And she explains why that system isn't preventing girls do porn videos from reappearing on the platform. This is Reset. If you purchase supplies for a small to mid sized business, Zorro.com, that's Zoro.com, that's Z O R O.com, is your go to resource. At Zoro, you'll find all the things that keep a business running no matter what kind of business you're in. Zorro offers tools, safety equipment, cleaning and maintenance supplies, office and shipping, automotive, industrial equipment, and more, including the specialty items you can't find anywhere else. Whether you're shopping for an office, factory, contracting business, or machine shop, you can get exactly what you need. And when you shop at Zorro, you'll find brands you already know and trust, like Prestone, Milwaukee Tool, Schneider Electric, and Proto, all at competitive prices. Want fast, free shipping? It's yours when you spend $50 or more. And if you have a question, a return, or need help finding exactly the right item, count on Zorro's customer service based right here in the U.S. Visit zoro.com slash reset and sign up for Zedmail to get 15% off your first order. That's zoro.com slash reset and sign up for Zedmail for 15% off. Zoro.com. All you need to make your business go. With the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles on every purchase, every day. And you can use those miles toward travel expenses, like flights, hotels, rental cars, and more. Just book and pay for your travel using your Venture Card and redeem your miles toward the cost. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Credit approval required. Capital One Bank, USA, NA. Samantha Cole, senior staff writer for Motherboard. Girls Do Porn isn't producing videos anymore. It's not uploading them to Pornhub, from what I understand. So why didn't the story end there?
1: Pornhub completely puts the onus of responsibility on the users. So if you find out that you're on Pornhub and you don't want your video up there, you can go to a form that's like a takedown form and fill it out and say this specific link to this video needs to come down because it is non-consensual and I don't want it on there. Um, And then you send that to Pornhub and it gets taken down. And as far as what's on Pornhub, that should be the end of that video, that specific video. And from that point, you can go to a third party that Pornhub says you can use to get your video entered into a database where it won't ever be uploaded to Pornhub again. And the system will catch it before it goes up. Does that process have a name? It's called fingerprinting. It's the same way that you get, like, copyright stuff taken down instantly on YouTube and other platforms. So fingerprinting is a process where you take a file and the system kind of looks at certain unique identifiers to say this is this file. We don't really know what those identifiers are that the specific company is looking at uh, because Pornhub won't tell us and the company won't tell us. We asked both. So it's hard to say what exactly they are looking for, but we went through a process where we tested several different versions of the same video and kind of got a feel for what they're looking at and what works and what doesn't. Okay. And does it work? No.
0: At what point did you become skeptical of Pornhub's efforts to take down these videos?
1: So throughout our reporting on Girls Do Porn, we've been talking to Pornhub quite a bit and kind of asking them, you know, what are you doing about this? What are you doing about this? And their answer has always been, well, users can use the takedown form and they can fingerprint their videos. Beyond that, our hands are clean. So we decided to test it because we could see, you can log on to Pornhub and see lots of these videos on there still. We knew it wasn't working the way that they said it was if people were actually going through this process. And we knew they were because people were telling us that we've been through it and it doesn't work. So we... We're working with a woman who very kindly and honestly courageously let us test the system using one of her videos that was already on Pornhub. She gave us permission to take that video and alter it and edit it in a way that might test out the system that they said was working. This fingerprinting process. Right. So just to kind of break down what exactly did, we uploaded the same exact file, and that was taken down immediately. So that did work? That did work. So then we took a shorter portion of the same video and uploaded it, and that was removed within an hour. And then we did a few slight edits to the video. Like what? We took a five-minute portion and then a 30-second portion from the same video, but it was hosted from a different site, and that stayed up. It just wasn't taken down? It wasn't taken down, and we went and took it down ourselves 24 hours later. And we did a couple others that were kind of cut with some stock footage and removed the sound, and we used different sources of, like, quality and watermarks. We made up some fake watermark, like, porn.com things and put them on the video just as, like, a frame. Those all stayed up. So all these edits that you made— Are these typical edits for porn that gets re-uploaded on Pornhub? Definitely. They're very common. And that's why we tried them, because we saw lots and lots of people doing the same thing to get around some of the fingerprinting that was probably already in place. Those very common tactics that people were using. Not even tactics, just people were doing weird stuff with videos.
0: Being creative.
1: Being creative, sure.
0: (laughs) They might not always know that what they're modifying is non-consensual porn. Right. They
1: might be fans of Girls Do Porn, and they're like, I want to see this with a soundtrack.
0: So it kind of sounds like the conclusion of this is that this fingerprinting process doesn't work.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work. So what does that mean for these women? It means that they've gone through a process that is failing them. They have nothing else to do about it at that point other than go through and pick through every single link on Pornhub that they might appear in, and then watch all the compilations and watch all of the the edited ones where they might appear for, like, 30 seconds. It's just not possible to get it all down.
0: Basically, this is putting these women in a situation where they have to constantly view these traumatic videos over and over and over again. Yeah. And what you're saying is that Pornhub could... If they wanted to put more people behind this and not just rely on this technological way of getting these videos down, they could They could actually have human moderators try and take these videos down.
1: Yeah, they could have human moderators. They could have a better system for uploading in general. There could be a lot more things in place that would prevent something like this from happening and make it better when it does happen, but they don't.
0: From Pornhub's standpoint, is there something particularly difficult about moderating porn videos or or about the way users download and and re-upload videos?
1: I don't want to say it's particularly difficult because lots of other platforms do it just fine. Pornhub is huge and they can't take all these things down as they come up immediately. And also, like we talked about, the fantasy of this first time porn is everywhere. So you can't really just ban all of that. But I think if Pornhub wanted to put some money and manpower behind this, they could. Lots of other tech platforms spend a lot of time talking about and thinking about their moderation processes, even when they're not perfect. Pornhub just won't talk about them, won't do anything different. What was Pornhub's reaction to this test that you ran? So we sent Pornhub lots of questions about what we had done and what they're doing and I asked them how they moderate, if they moderate all their sites the same way, if they had any solutions in mind for what you know. we had shown them. We had shown them a lot of stuff. We know that they're aware of all of the stuff that we shown them because they responded to emails. But the response the last time we emailed them before the story came out was that they are working closely with the lawyers who were on the Girls Do Porn case. I talked to the lawyers and they say that statement is not really accurate quite an overstatement to say they're working closely. They're doing the same process that individuals can do, which is send the links to Pornhub and Pornhub takes them down.
0: The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because this is a story about moderation on the internet. So I'm wondering, what does this say about content moderation on porn sites more broadly or on video platforms?
1: Um, I think it's just not paid attention to enough. It's not talked about enough. We talk about moderation on Facebook and moderation on Twitter and on all these other sites all the time. These are sites that are just as big, if not bigger than some of the really mainstream stuff like Twitter. Porn sites are a huge part of the internet. Porn is a huge, huge part of the internet. (laughs) A lot of the videos that are online are porn videos. So it's something that no one really takes super seriously because we are afraid to talk about porn and sex. So, yeah, I think it's just, it says that we need to hold them more accountable. Just because it's porn doesn't mean we should ignore it or not take it seriously.
0: Samantha Cole is a senior staff writer for Vice's Motherboard. We reached out to Pornhub for comment, and they sent us back a statement attributed to Pornhub VP Blake White. It reads, in part... We strongly condemn non-consensual content, including revenge porn. Content that is uploaded to Pornhub that directly violates our terms of service is removed as soon as we are made aware of it, and this includes non-consensual content. Again, the interview recordings we used in this episode came from Insight, an investigative podcast from NBC7 in San Diego. Check that pod out if you want to hear more about the Girls to Porn case. I'm Arielle Dimross. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at ADRS. You can also reach the Reset team by emailing reset at vox.com. We publish episodes three times a week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or in your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It
1: really helps. We'll be back on Thursday. Later, nerds.